This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Today is Monday, August 1st. 2022, and I am back, back to back with my friend and co-host, Avi, and finally, on Monday, August 1st, 2022, we are going to be talking about our thoughts and opinions on the two th- summer 2005 comedy, The 40-Year-Old Vir- the forty year old Virgin, which of course stars Steve Carell, and it's directed by Judd Apatow, you know that Judd Apatow, and this came back, like I said, back in the summer of 2005. Avi, what are your first thoughts when you think of the 40-year-old virgin? You know, the, I was like a little bit underage about that. But when I watch it, I mean, it's very like a very lot of laughs, I like to say. But you know, it's like a, it's very lots of dirty jokes about that. You know, you have to watch by yourself with the parents that, right? Make sure your parents are watching you. It's like some kind of you watch like Animal House, but for yeah, it's for like now it's for adults. Like that's uh, why people are like not teenage movie, but it's for adults to watch. Well, it's definitely. It's definitely an R-rated movie, and I'm sure like many R-rated movies, a lot of people under 17 got the chance to see it, and again, it's, like you said, it's got its um, different r- raunchy and adult-like um, elements to it. It's yeah, mainly... It has a feel-good moment. No, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a feel-good, feel like, not, not, like, um, not mean-spirited, more, like, kind of feel-good-ish, yeah. Yeah, you gotta uh, make sure uh, there's nothing like any the... Hey, like, uh, like, uh, yeah, jerk, jerk, uh, jerk people, uh, to play it, but just, you know, it's just like, uh, a, a straight through, but like, uh, not be like, uh, being bully about, but it's, it's just like, uh, helping around, helping a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, go on. You know, it's like, uh, it's actually the breakthrough role for the, for, for Steve Carell, besides when he does mostly for television, like The Office, and, uh, Right, right, he was, he was near, he would be, um, during the 40-hour version, he was, like, main, mainly noticed for The Office show, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me just see, I'm looking at his credits just to see how he got started on everything. It looks like, for the poster, I thought he was, like, the dumbest person about the, from the look. Yeah there, yeah, there was some talk about how the poster made them out to be certain ways, yeah. Now, let's see. Um, now, um, yeah, like, mainly known for, like you said, The Office. The um, one big movie that he did before 05 of The Foil Virgin was he played Evan Baxter on Bruce Almighty 2003. Then he was the main star then to play for Evan Almighty a few years later. Yeah. Um, and and if, also, yeah. Uh, see? No, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, sometimes, like, uh, even though sometimes... Uh, you know, the funny thing about that, in real life, it's like that Steve Carell was really 43 years old. It's, it's closer about he's 40. Right, right. The age, the age was, in real life, the age was off. And obviously, in the real life, he had a wife. So obviously, in real life, he had, um, you know, uh, intercourse in real life before being 40. But again, it's just a title of a, a, a fictional movie. So the age was off, and he obviously actually really had uh, sexual uh, intercourse in real life, obviously. Um but yeah, he's the main character. Um, basically, he works um, for anybody who hasn't ever seen it. Basically, he plays a he works at this like tech this tech office place. Uh, and yeah, they feel like a tech city. Yeah, circuit city. It's basically based on the right circuit city. Yeah. Now this was uh this was Judd Apatow's first big movie. Other he was also started with TV with his different TV projects. But this uh, is like he made, he made TV TV shows called Freaks and Geeks. It's also with a stock company like with the stock actors like uh, from Seth Rogen to jo- Jonah Hill and uh, yes, um, Jason Segal and Jason Segal. Something like a. His own, like, troop, his own improv troop, like, his own troop, you know? Yes, his, the crew of that was all similar, yes. Uh, he yeah, was... collaboration, yeah? Yeah, what was it called? Um, he was, yeah, the, the name you just said, uh, what was it called? Um, Freaks and Geeks, which, unfortunately, uh, was a really good, great show that only had one season, one season, and unfortunately, it didn't get more than one season. There was the Freaks and Geeks and also the un, un, undecla- Undeclared. Freaks the Gre- Freaks Freaks the Greeks that only lasted the one season, very briefly from 1999 to 2000, and also Undeclared, which was a little bit longer. And then they had that same crew of type people of the cast of that. Um, yeah, 
Let's see, the 40-year-old virgin now, though. Uh, the 40-year-old virgin, they had lots of imp improvised scenes. Yes, they, a lot of the scenes they did were very, like, improvised. Yes, yes that's true. Let's go some over the, some over the cast list outside of Steve Carell. Now, let's see, we had um, Paul Rudd. Anybody that likes Paul Rudd, he's in this movie. He doesn't age. Uh, he's in the recent... Uh, yeah, for anybody that likes the Ghostbusters, he's in the recent Ghostbusters movie. I think they greenlighted a Ghostbusters sequel. It also has Seth Rogen, who's in a lot of stuff. Leslie Mann, who is, in real life, married to the director, John Apatow. And he also has Jensen... And uh, Jed Apatow does also producing. Yes. Movies. Like, even Superbad. Oh, yeah. He also, uh, yeah, produced those. Oh, so uh, yes, yes. I didn't really see much of Bridesmaids, just bits and scenes, because that's more of a girly movie. But, yes, yeah, Superbad. I thought Superbad from 2007 was very well done. I really, really, also, like 40-Year-Old Virgin, I really got a light enjoying of Superbad. It's yeah, got the... Yeah. yeah, he did uh, 40 Old Virgin in, o in o 2005, then Knocked Up in 2007, then you said he produced Superbad and some other stuff, yeah. Um, they got the two two Indian work uh, two Indian work uh, people also with them in the movie and in, in the work office is Jerry Jerry Bednob as Muj and Shelly Malil as Haziz. They had their little funny scenes with the rest of the crew, and then um, Catherine Catherine Keener as Trish plays uh, Steve Carell's main love interest, a single mom who even has a dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, an older woman, yes, and she in this movie she had a daughter who was in um, Two Broke Girls and some other movie projects, but that was a TV show. Kat Dennings, the daughter, was played by Kat Dennings from Maria. Who Kat Dennings? She looks pretty good, uh, physically appealing, and she is from Philadelphia, like us. Yeah, and she also stars in like uh, the one that she's in there with the Michael Cera and then Nick and Nora's. Yeah, yeah, that was a good movie uh, between them. Cat Cat Dennings and Michael Cera from Superbad is in that movie. Um, the one you just mentioned. Yeah, that was a fun movie. The one. Uh, what was it called again? Uh, uh, something uh, about. I forget the exact title, but they're both in that one movie together. Yeah. Superman and then well, he was uh, in Superman, but she was yeah, Nick and Nora movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mindy, if anybody likes that Indian actress, Mindy Kaling, Mindy Kaling is in a brief scene with. Yeah, one of her first roles. She's in a brief scene with uh, Paul Rudd in that uh, matchmaking scene. It's also got this. What's that? She was in Superbad. Yeah, that's a super bad. Yeah, yeah, I liked. Yeah, that's what I first remember her from. Yeah, I like seeing her, Emma Stone, in uh, Superbad, who of course was in a lot of stuff after that. Um, then also as part of the co, uh, the uh, co, the co, um, the workers that um, Steve Carell talked with and their what they were talking to him about. Uh, we got the funny guy, Romani Romani Malco as Jay. Romani Malco as Jay, how they he talked with them and all, and he would come back to play a little part in um, Mike Myers' bomb in 2008 that destroyed his career, the the love guru. It also has Elizabeth Banks, who's in a lot of stuff, Jane Lynch, and yeah, that's the, that's most of the main people that are all in the movie. Um, even, you know, I like about that, that scene, it's very funny part of this, but uh, if you want to get the girl, about, you, have to get, you have to get to remove her hair off his chest, but they have to go to, like, the one the spa, about the salon. That was part. funny, yeah, that was one of the... The hot, hot oil, and then the, the tape, like, even they removed that, the part that's, like, uh, almost, like, over, overrated. Yeah, like, yeah, since you mentioned that, since you mentioned that, without opening the trivia, still on the main page, to show his trivia about that exact thing, it said, the scene where Andy had his chest hair removed required five cameras set up for the shot. Steve Carell's chest hair was actually ripped out in the scene. Carell had told director had told director Judd Apatow just before the shooting, it has to be real. It won't be as funny if it's mocked up or if it's a special effect. You have to see that this is really happening. For obvious reasons, the scene had to be done in one shot. So speaking of the scene you just talked about, yeah, that's more, that's one of the scenes they remember. And then doing pop culture references as it was done, he says the musician girl Kelly Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, uh, yeah. This movie again, it's raunchy, but in a, like a warm-hearted, not such a bad or negative type way, but it kind of like a. It's a, you know, it's a movie that people can laugh in a way that's lighthearted, funny, but not in like a rude type way. Yeah. 
Yes, also about like uh, another thing also to have funny part about the you know sometimes uh, there's a four year old virgin about like uh, they try to help yourself but what, what they watch you about the one of the, in the Circuit City type is uh, the television that's like uh, one they watch uh, Dawn the Dead about the remake it reminds me about like, if you're a virgin because every virgin had to survive all the horror movies right like, uh, right so that's the the, the, you know, the cliche tropes about right exactly yeah go on yeah so, so the movie was playing, and what was happening? What happened in regards to that trope? Did it happen or not happen that way? Well, it happens that way. You know, you know you're not a fan of Friday the Thirteenth series or a Scream franchise. That's what happens when you don't 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 have a pre premarital sex or the drinking beers or the or the smoking dope. But that's about that's very bad luck about something's gonna happen to you. Like just like a red red shirt situation Star Trek series. Right, right, yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of movies like to you know make homages to Star Trek. So there's that, you know. Um, like I said, I really liked, um, I really liked seeing Kat Dennings in one of her first parts of this. She was in that movie with, um, Michael Sarah, like you said, if you want to catch her out in that movie, anybody. Um, she looked really great. She's from Philadelphia, like us. And she's also, uh, Kat Dennings also, she stars in, uh, in uh, every Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe, like Thor movie. And, uh, yeah, she's in the first, she's in the first two Thor movies, Thor 1 and Thor 2, and she yeah. Makes a, and she makes a cameo of Thor 4. The, she, she, did, oh, oh, I didn't know that. She actually does make a cameo in Thor 4? Four? Yeah. How was that like? Also, How was that like for you when you saw her in a cameo in Thor, Thor 4? It's like uh, almost like a, uh, like a, uh, uh, type. Yeah, it's like very, almost like uh, uh, just a quick part of it. Too bad that she was uh, able to help around the technical support of saving the world. Uh, right. Yeah, just like she, most, most important, she stars another Marvel series on Disney Plus, it's WandaVision. Oh, really? oh, she's in that too? Yeah, that's it. She's also in that, but it's, Okay. That's interesting about all that. Wow, that's a lot of extra stuff. Now, what did you make of um? What did you make of Seth Rogen in this movie? Well, Seth Rogen is almost close, closer to famous. Like this before, before knocked up, it becomes his first leading role. About like uh, you know, it sounds like uh, it's like oh, like uh, like oh, like uh, almost almost stupid, but just like uh, it's like you get along with, almost get along with, like even like that Paul Rudd and and uh, and Seth Rogen part, and like you know why you're gay, about oh yeah yeah, that was supposed to be the scene they did with that yeah yeah, that's supposed to be a funny little scene yeah, was that? They like that they did the whole line together. Yeah, yeah, they, that was probably also in, partly improvised with all the improvis- improvisation. And I love when we learned how to do Im- improv in different groups without how improv works. Um, before we forget, um, one actor I didn't mention who's also in this, who got bigger after this, is Jonah Jonah Hill as the eBay customer. Jonah Hill, yeah. Yeah, I thought it sounds like Jonah Hill. It sounds like as like as a group, group, group friends. Like yeah, they, how they play the, they like, uh, is it like a. Uh, uh, like spoiler, I thought it'd be like a group friends, like along with Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen together. It's like a, yeah, it's like a whole team. Like, yeah, they got a whole team of those in there like that. Yeah, then it got more of a team that some more added guys added once they got to uh to knocked up. Um, so yeah, yeah, they say that he's kind of nerdy, which is why he has all those like toys inside of his apartment and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the merchandise and stuff. Yeah, uh, I like that on the one scene when he's working at work and um and uh, Trish, Catherine, Catherine Kinner as Trish comes in and he exp- she he explains to uh to uh, Trish about how all the technology in six months to a year later will all be outdated, which is very very true. The sooner you get that tech device bought at the place, it's going to be outdated and and not um new within six months to a year. So I like that scene. And it also, by the way, it also had a really quick cameo. By the way, um, not in that main cast list of stuff. Of uh, if anybody also likes Philadelphia actor Kev- Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart has a quick little cameo scene talking to someone some other guy there, and he he obviously went on to do more uh, big movie projects Kevin Hart also from Philadelphia is in uh, one of the um, work scenes as, a, as, as something oh yeah yeah if you don't, yeah for sure if you go open if you open up the um, whole the whole entire cast list and scroll down from the main people it'll show you that Kevin Hart did play a bit scene I remember he was in this movie let me just scroll down a little bit further 
Um, yeah, but Kevin Hart definitely was in the one little cameo scene. Kevin, he played Kevin Hart as a smart, smart tech customer. He should be uh, below Story Daniels, but above Wayne Fetterman. Uh, it sounds like a, it sounds like has an argument with Raymond Mondo. Yes, yes, he has. He has an argument with that guy that you just mentioned, who also that guy who also came back to being the love the love guru, and who's also a funny guy in this movie and the stuff they did. Yes, he spoke with him to, uh, that Romano with Kevin Kevin Hart as a smart tech customer in the little scene, and he uh, uh, from Philadelphia and has been a lot of movie projects since then as well. It's like like you said, it's a lot of people's first starts and stuff. Whether it was it their first movie or their first movie after TV, so. Um, I really didn't care for, um, Jad Apatow's, uh, fr uh, f funny people in 2009. It was way too long and it wasn't really that funny for calling it funny people. Even, even I thought that's what Adam Sandler, the, the, the most important role about this. It's just like, Adam Sandler says very too naughty and, uh, and, uh, and very over, 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 way over as a comedic type. You know, like, yeah, that, yeah. That, uh, Adam Sandler was played a bit different. It just wasn't a movie for me, but you know, yeah, yeah, Adam Sandler was good in it. That was 2009 for funny people with Adam Sandler and the other Judd Apatow. Um, so now you just quickly, before I don't, before I don't get too far so, sidetracked, since you mentioned Adam Sandler, the only really Adam Sandler movie that I really like is from June 2008 and it's called You Don't Mess With The Zohan. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's not going to be politically correct, but yeah, it's a movie I always laugh at, even though it could be about that kind of subject, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, do you watch recent Adam Sandler on Netflix called Hustle? It also takes place in Philadelphia. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Tell me how that was. Now, sometimes it, it was some, none of his dramatic performance about like uh, since uncut gems, but this one's like just a simple. Okay, he plays some kind of scout, a scout person for the for Sixers to find a, a basketball player, but. Did he select one about the, from the... What, 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 um, what part of it is related to, uh, Philadelphia, exactly? It takes, but, about the Sixers, you play Oh, because game? of the, the, the 76ers basketball? 76er basketball game. Oh, okay. That's, That's yeah. I mean, I know he did a really good job with the uncut gems, but I, I didn't hear the more recent thing yet. But that's that's interesting that you mentioned that. So so, but it said goaded by his buddies. That actually means the guys he works with. A nerdy guy who's never in quote done the deed only finds the pressure mounting when he meets a single mother. So that's more or less the um, storyline plot. It's a mainly a comedy, but partly a romance. Um, what scenes stood out for you? What scenes did you laugh at the most? When whenever you seen the forty year old version, what did you like the best about this? Like uh, yes, I uh, like the best about the ending, about ending what he completes, what completes what he's been waiting, would be waiting for, and that's when they all say what what it feels like. You know, they all sing in the fantasy moment. They all sing about the, the age of Aquarius. Yes, like that. that was funny. That's I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't want that to be a part of what we talked about. That song of the age of Aquarius by the I have to look up the name of their band again. They that 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 way to end the movie like that after they're in bed and then that song and they're all in the outside doing that. I thought that again was funny and hilarious i'm like wow whoever thought that's the way to end a movie with that song number and that song was wow it was really really um, unusual and but great and fun and really again similar to how much we enjoyed top gun 2 maverick like that was for this comedy a great way to end this comedy type thing with that song doing that i did perform that song for the podcast uh back in 2000 this uh summer of 2021 so i'll add that to the description box when this gets published published and um yeah that 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 song cracks me up every time how it ends that movie so i'm glad you brought that up yeah very good i will i will link the song in the description box for anybody who wants to catch that from last year um, like you said, there was different versions of this. There's R-rated cuts, unrated cuts. They showed yeah, that in the DVD. Yeah, they were unrated, unrated, unrated cuts about the movie about 133 minutes, like almost like the all two hours. Oh, are you saying that the unrated cut was a longer version? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's a longer version. Oh wow, nice. Like, uh, Right, movies, right? There's a comedy. I thought the comedy's supposed to be like a shorter type. Yeah. I think it could be like two hours long. About well, the way Judd Apatow does movies, he can he can easily make movies well over two hours long. Yeah, 
And unfortunately, most movies today are well over two hours long. So, uh, but everybody, local support your local movie theater so that we can still see movies in the 2030s because um, the way the 2020s are now, streaming really destroyed the movie theater experience. So, so and if there's any movies you want to guys want to go see, then um, definitely check them out to keep the movie theaters. Well, there's something that we another a you mean like try to have like another R-rated movie? That's um. How how do you mean exactly? That's um. Back an R-rated fun movie type movie. You mean? Yeah, like like a, like the Hangover type, like the Hangover. Like well, I mean, I I think that we're done after Hangover three, but I get what you're saying. Like maybe try to get yeah, another art. We need to find that like a trope, the best trope. What's the best comedy about to do to do something for what we're facing? Right. Yeah, yeah, I like the way you put that. Hopefully, that can come about. Um, like you said a bit earlier, the entire you know how I know your gay scene was improvised was improvised by Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen, just like we thought that, about that scene. That was that was improvised, and then right below that it says. Steve Carell's then 80-year-old parents went to see the film, much to his embarrassment. But no, even, yeah, yeah, that's, it's, 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 it's like easy to watch it privately. Yeah, it's like you want to watch it privately, not in, not in the same room as your parents. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And also about sometimes, like, even though that's, like, uh, also from the trivia about, like... Uh, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the trivia page now, so what was the trivia you were about to mention? Uh, so, so the... So Trish's last name is Piedmont, and it was seen on her card that she gave to Andy about, like, uh, uh, all a second, uh, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Elizabeth Banks is in that movie also. Oh, yeah, I was mentioning, oh, yeah, that's also true, yeah, as part of the cast, uh, Elizabeth Banks, you said, right? Yeah, yeah, she she looked she looked and sounded pretty good in this movie, and she's uh, she was also um, again in a bunch of other movie projects as well. Um, I want to say also these two parts right here. It said that according to Seth Rogen, Steve Carell, Steve Carell was so nervous that the film would be shut down by the studio that he had that he had the writers prepare a backup version of the script that didn't contain a single word of prep. Single word of profanity, which I thought was interesting. And then right below that, it says, The producers were planning to have a sequel by the name of Knocked Up with almost the same cast. By the end, they released Knocked Up 2007 as a separate movie not related to this one. So I thought that was also interesting. And also, the films are watched by the characters in the Smart Tech store. Mm -hmm. You have the television screen display about that. You watch one, like, watch it from the sports, sports shoes. Say that, say, say that part again. The films are watched by characters in a smart, smart tech, smart tech store, all produced by Universal. Like every film that's made by also from the same distributor, distributor, Universal Pictures. Oh, okay. Oh, it was also all Universal. Okay, that's nice. So like, uh, like the one with the Dawn of the Dead, Dead remake. Okay. Oh, oh, that's neat. All right, then it said the we sell the we sell your stuff on eBay store was a real store. It was written into the script after the location was chosen. Also interesting. All right. Oh yeah, a lot of the movie, like you said about the improvise, improvise, stuff, improvisation. Ah, I can't pronounce that word right now. A lot of the movie was improvised while shooting, and it shows. Yeah, but that's a good thing. I like how much, how so much was improvised. All right. And also, the, the American Humane Association withheld its "No Animals Were Harmed." Oh yeah, we you can't you gotta you gotta watch all movies to make sure that they say that no animal was harmed for sure for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Wait, what was that about fish? Say that again. Uh, the, the, the American Humane Association withheld its no animals were harmed in disclaimer due to the fact that several tropical fish died accidentally during the making of the film. Oh, okay. So, oh, wow. The tropic fish. Wow. Okay. Now it said Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill got heat stroke when filming that final dance number. The one we mentioned a little bit ago about the whole... um. Yeah, yeah, that was a great song to end the whole movie. All right, we are now going to segue to a quick commercial break. And then after the commercial break, we're going to give some more thoughts and opinions about the hilarious fun comedy from the summer of 2005, The 40-Year-Old Virgin starring Steve Carell. If you, have, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me explain. Basically, it is the easiest way it is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. 
So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I personally have been enjoying creating original and memorable podcasts, which are listened to in over 50 different countries. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor application or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad that you did. And we are back talking about the summer comedy from 2005, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, starring Steve Carell and directed by Judd Apatow. Oh, you're right. Right there it said it. I go, now I see what you're saying. It. Okay, yeah. The American Humane Society withheld its No Animals Were Harmed disclaimer due to the fact that several tropical fish died accidentally during the making of the film. Okay, so they, they withheld it because the fish actually accidentally died. Got, oh, that, that's, now that I read that, it's important to know they, they actually did die accidentally, so that sucks. No animal, we don't want to see animal, animals die in movies or not movies. Uh, I, I saw, I unfortunately saw a recent dead bird somewhere. Okay. Oh, you're right. Okay. Like you said, age-wise, Steve Carell was 43 years old and had been married for 10 years and was already the father of children, already the father of two children when the movie was released, released in 2005. So again, like I said, he already had intercourse with his wife. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, during the, the, the oh. film, uh, also about that, even though the, the film ended up being instrumental to make a U.S. version of The Office, it's an Emmy award, Emmy winning smash hit. Yeah. After the first season, the producers were worried because Steve Carell's Michael Scott character was coming across as nasty and, and menacing when they didn't want him to. After seeing his performance here, they used some of his elements to transform Michael Scott into a man who was still a buffoon, but was more clueless and mean and had some genuine skills. So basically, so basically, what the thing with The Office was this movie made The Office do even better, is what you're saying? Because you know they they worry about that his character like is always like a, like just something like the office like he's always like a nasty guy about like as uh, in charge of it about like uh, but you know he wants uh, this way he does act he wants to change something about he wants to change something like a clueless good type of guy like happy moments oh that's nice that's cool then about it all right you know I didn't see the office I didn't see the office uh, on the uh, on the show with Harry but. You know, sometimes hard to kind of watch a comic sitcom like a like a doc, like a documentary, documentary style. Okay, all right, yeah. Okay, right. You were about the runtime. You were right. It said to date at 116 minutes. 116 minutes. This is John Apatow's shortest director directorial effort. Then in parentheses it says, although the unrated cut is 133 minutes. Yeah, all his movies are really long. Um. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, who plays mm-hmm. who plays Beth, that was, was commuting back and forth between Los Angeles and Vancouver. Since at that time she was shooting this movie, she uh, she was also a Canada working on Slither. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hot, oh yeah, the, the Slither said, yeah. Yeah, it did say that about Slither. Yeah, if you like, uh, if anybody likes uh, Elizabeth Banks, it did say that about Slither. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Cal and Jay are believed to be in the same age group. However, Seth Rogen plays Cal, who was only 20, 22 years old at the time of filming, while Paul Rudd and Rom- Romani Mako were in their mid-late 30s, although they lied, they lied about the age age numbers. Wait, 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 back up. What was lied about ages? Say it again. David, Cal, and Jay are believed to be in the same age group as, like, as supposed to be like in the 40s. Right, yeah? right. However, Seth, Seth Rogen, Cal... Seth Rogen, uh, played by Cal, played by Seth Rogen, was only 22 years old at the time of filming, uh, so he's not that 40, he's still, he's still younger. Oh, which, first, which, which person's younger? Uh, Seth Rogen. Oh, 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 yeah, whoa. Seth Rogen was very young by the, when this movie was out. He was a bit younger than his other times before other stuff, yeah. Well, Paul Rudd and Romani Malka were in their mid-late 30s. Mm, all right, yeah. Because that's like, you don't know about that. Because Paul Rudd's first acting breakout role was back in the 90s, but it plays the movie Clueless. Well, that's true, but since you just mentioned him again with some stuff, i got to say, towards the end here, it said, for trivia, Paul Rudd says how Andy... Paul Rudd says how Andy has a secret to anti-aging. Paul Rudd is known for not aging as a person, so the anti-aging secret is still is still being held as a secret, because people, when they see Paul Rudd, he hasn't aged in 30 years. 
Right, yeah, that's true, that's fun too. Um, I'm, I'm now in the quote section since we got through the major parts of all the trivia. I want to go over a bit of the quotes here. I like how that Jay character, who's funny with the whole movie, he says in this top quote here, you're putting, Jay, you're putting the pussy on a pedestal. Any guys in life, real life, never put the woman's pussy on a pedestal. It's really not that great. Yeah. What other trivia we got here? Uh, yeah, during, during Aquarius, let the sunshine in, song and dancing, Jane is Jay is seen performing the sideways shuffle. Oh yeah. By MC right, the MC Hammer was that was a yeah the MC Hammer part. That's a bit of the uh, the song there for bottom part and the trivia. Yeah, that's true about the dance event. Yeah. Right, he did it. Right, an MC Hammer type dance for that whole that. Yeah, that that whole scene with that song playing, what an what an unusual but really fun, great, uh, uh, terrific and um very um. Inquisitive uh, hair, way to end the movie. Hair is, hair is like a counterculture. It's like yeah. Hair music is like very counterculture music. It's also like a, it's like a, a, for a, a song for a sex, for a sex group. But even the, in the hair and music is the first time they show that. Oh yeah, it said it said as far as yeah, it said as far as the song the 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 age of the Aquarius was based off of that based off of the hair thing that you're mentioning. Yeah, so the hair and the song the song Aquarius and hair all go together with that part there. Here's another thing funny in the beginning with their comedy when they're all playing the game at work after work ends. It said Andy Stitcher to David. Andy Stitcher says, you know, you know how, you know how when you grab a woman's breast, it feels like a bag of sand. <laughs> right, a bag of sand, right. Uh, let's see what else. What other quotes? You say about Aziz, played by yeah. Shalim Yeah. It's dark and cloudy with a chance of drive-by. Yeah. Jay argued the African American Spartak customer does a Kevin Hart he says. Well, in 2010, Malia was convicted of attempted murder. I'm sorry, back up. Who was committed to murder? Uh, so Shelly Malia, who plays Aziz, it says dark and cloudy with a chance of drive by. Hold on, I gotta, gotta go back to the cast list before, just so I can see what you're talking about, then I'll go back to the quote section for us. Alright, uh, Shelly, are we talking about Shelly Malia? Yeah. What happened with him? In 2010, Malia was convicted of attempted murder about the, it's like what he predicted. What, ha what happened, what happened with that case? Did he, did he get in trouble or what happened exactly with that? He was convicted about, he attempted someone to murder about like a drive-by. And then what? Did he get like, in, like, did they, what happened with him with that? Uh, let me see. Oh yeah, his cat, his his movie credits end at two thousand eight and two and two things in two thousand nine. So I guess something that's in real life something happened with him that wasn't so good, basically. Okay, all right. Now, but let's go back to the quotes list. See any other quotes from the movie you like? Uh, besides, you know why you're gay, by part. Oh yeah, yeah, that was improvised about that part too. You know how you know I'm gay. Um, yeah. Sure, sure. About this, it is several times in the movie. Cal wears wears T-shirts with music and oh, yeah, covers shirts, on them. Yeah. They are Nirvana, Nevermind, Sonic Youth, Dirty, Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet, the GCA, Liquid Swords. All these albums were released through Universal Music Labels. This film was released by Universal Pictures. Yes, it was. This was released by Universal Pictures, and then in the work scenes, they you said that the uh, different things they were watching was also from Universal. Yeah, made by Universal Pictures. Yeah. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, those older stuff was so cool how they did that back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, but I guess now, more recently, they'll make it some way to 21st century mess that stuff up, but um, yeah, definitely those movie monster stuff is interesting and great with all that. Another great quote by uh, Andy Stitzer, the main character played by Steve Carell. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Uh, uh, 
uh, and also like uh, Boog says, life is about people, it's about uh, connections, and he said, it's all about connections, it's not about cocks and, and gas and tits, yeah, and, and butthole pleasures. No connections, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, that was the Indian, that's the, that's the one Indian, one of the two Indian characters mentioned that one. That was, every time, even though I saw Lance the first time I saw this whole movie, and the first time he said that, and the, all the different things, when that Indian guy, the not the one that got in trouble, but it was the other one, the older guy, when he says that line, again, I'm cracking up when he says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The stand-up stuff and improvisation was all good. I like the um, I like the um, I like the speed dating scene. That was pretty funny with all the stuff they did with the speed dating scene with those women coming in. Um, let's see. What other parts of the movie did you also like that we didn't that we didn't yet already mention of other scenes? Uh, sometimes, like, uh, other scenes about Raymond Rondo about this, uh, about finding love, about, like... Oh, yeah, I liked... I did like his little quote, uh, monologue about love. That was also really good. Yeah. Every character in here, it's got all... Everybody's got some kind of neat little quote to say about the whole stuff. You know, I liked about the, the like, the one about the Steve Crowley, also, you know, I expect to get promoted all of a sudden about, like, uh... <laughs> here, wait, wait, here's a little fun quote. What were you saying? Sorry, sorry again, what were you say? About the, how the, the Steve Crowell gets easily promoted, about something a feel-good moment. Oh, okay, being promoted part, okay, yeah. Here, when there was a health clinic scene, when there was a health clinic scene, it says, boy at health clinic and dad at health clinic. Boy at health clinic, hey, do you have any extra large condoms? And then the dad says, oh, Seth, please, you have a tiny penis. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's the funniest quote about, like, uh, sometimes, like, uh, Yeah, let's get another funny quote in there, tell me. If, if I have to hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Yamo burn this place to the ground. Yeah? Alright, that's a good one, too. Burning the place to the ground, alright. Yeah, Yamo be there by the... Yeah. By the late person, I forgot his name is. Do you know about the Yamo be there by the Mike McDonald and the other one, James Ingram? Okay, alright. Alright, I'm just scrolling down. I'm scrolling down to see all the quotes. Oh, yeah, trial. James girlfriend finds crude comments written on his feet, the dating cards. He tells her it was Andy's, and he got, it gets Andy to act like the kind of guy who would say those things. Wait, so wait, oh, say, oh, yeah. Suffice to say, he goes overboard with it. Uh, look, 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 who the F are you, are you to put me on trial? Right. And I met you, so why don't you back, back the S off, uh, shit off, uh, and stop with the Inquisition? Oh. You, know, you know what? I don't have to answer to you. All right. Okay, all right. I got another one about that uh, those father and son for the health clinic. It says, the health clinic counselor says, oral sex play, dot, dot, dot. Then the boy at the health clinic says, sounds like my Friday night. And the dad, dad responds, oh, shut up, Seth. We went to temple. Uh, Friday night services, yes. Okay. And then um, the scene where he's outside trying to race to get back to, um, his, uh, to the single mom in the car. And he's on the bike. And then he gets down. He uh, gets on the get, bus. His bike up he's down on the ground and that motorist behind says get the f get the f out of the road virgin that's what i said before oh you didn't i didn't hear that yeah you said it also yeah i yeah. oh good you and said it also, also one of my quotes, you know i always thought that matt damon was like a streisand but i think that he's rocking the s in this one yeah oh oh we said there was a there was a quote about matt damon you said yeah yeah say it again yeah after make his names and dramas like goodwill hunting and talented mr ripley Matt Damon became an action star when he played an, an amnesiac spy, spy in Born Identity. Audience across the world suddenly realized that this is a guy who couldn't just play a, play a genius janitor who solves equations and falls in love. He could kick ass, ass too about like he wants to do something different. What was that all about again, exactly? About Matt Damon. Oh, that was the part of something about with Matt Damon there. So what was it, What were they saying about Matt Damon in... You know, I always thought that Matt Damon was like a Streisand. Oh, like a, something something about with Streisand. Okay, got you. Um, this is a little quick quote between Andy Steitzer, uh, Steve Carell, and Cal. It says, I'm going to tell her. You should totally tell her. I'm going to. Cause, and then Cal responds at the end with that. Because I watched this movie called Liar, Liar, and the message was, don't lie. And that was a smart movie. Yeah, that's why that heads up uh Maybe he's a lawyer because uh, Jim Carrey plays a lawyer, but even though he thought he promised to be with his be with his son's birthday, he's, he's telling the truth at the courts. But yeah. 
Oh yeah, the court things with that. Yeah, yeah, the court and all that. Yeah, with his son and everything. Yeah, not to lie because of his son. Uh, I found a third thing. I found an a third quote about the boy and dad at the health clinic. The boy at the health clinic says, "I prefer vaginal intercourse," and the dad responds, patting on the back. He really, he really does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably where they got it off of. Maybe like a, from a younger Steph Rogan for that. Yeah. Then the last lines, the last lines of the whole movie before the song thing was Trish saying, was Trish's girlfriend's wife saying, so how was it? And then right after she said, so how was it, was that whole little dance number we were mentioning. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. And also the, the daughter of Kat Dang says, is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that she did say that. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't, she asked if you don't lose, if you don't use it, do you lose it? Yeah. Because one of the funny scenes of Four Year Old Virgin comes about, comes about when Trish's daughter, played by Kat Dang, mm. wants to go to such a health clinic to sit there down and learn some things. But then he jumps into the opportunity to ask him a question of his own. When mm. he gets to the clinic, he, he intimidated by all the sculptures and diagrams and his almost childish level of inexperience. Right. Asks, Is it true that you don't lose it, you lose it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That's good. That's good with that. Yeah. I also, what else? What else did I like? Um, uh, like, like I said, it wasn't, it was like heartwarming. It wasn't like in a negative attack type way of other, other type comedies. Like, it's really like, again, I wouldn't say don't, maybe not exactly watch it with your parents or watch it in a different room for your parents, but it definitely has a lot of hilarious jokes, a lot of stuff that people can just, can, you know, just put your legs out and just enjoy a fun comedy. And this, like I said, from 2005. So I'm just I'm scrolling through the bottom of the quotes here. Let me see what I'm just done. Uh, what, um, when did you, when did you first see it? Like how, like, was it like, uh, see it like after like I'm in the twenties, twenties now. You didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it. You didn't see it to the twenties. So like, uh, like, uh, like, like since 2010 or something. Okay, that's pretty late to see that. It came out in 2005, so you saw it about five years later. Okay. Yeah, because even though I had to be uh, age old, about right. first, like uh, like after I, you know, when they say R rated, uh, yeah, uh, uh, all just, just, uh, audience had to be uh, right. under 17. Right. So, so wait. So once you turned 18, once you turned 18, 19, 20, what were the what was the first R rated movie you saw, and what like what were the first few R rated movies you saw? Wait, yes, that's a, that's a good oh, that's a good choice of that 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 movie was the big one of that that's still awesome and great and terrific. When was the age you finally did see Terminator Two: Judgment Day? Uh, since, uh, like, uh, before my bar mitzvah, it's like I broke the rules before the, the, they let me watch it. Okay, but when was, like, so you're saying you were around bar mitzvah age for the, for, uh, before, bar mitzvah. before bar mitzvah age. When was the first time you saw it as, as an adult over 18? Uh, what's that? What's that? When was the first time you re-saw it as an adult at 18 or over to see Terminator 2? No, that was, uh, before, I was, uh, like, I was after I was born. No. So, like, uh, oh. Oh no, it came out in 91. You were born in 89. I'm saying outside of the bar mitzvah part, when did you first see Terminator 2 as an adult? At what age? Did you see it 19, 20, 21 for Terminator 2 to see again? Well, I see it like, uh, I see it when it's a on DVD. It's a on DVD as an adult. Okay, sometime as DVD as an adult at some point. Okay. So, 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 you know, I understand like, uh, you know, how they make the special effects about oh, the, all the, all oh, the yeah. wonder mentos, the CG. Well, the special effects on how they made the T-1000, it's still better special effects than most movies today. I love Terminator 2 still has better special effects than most movies they have in the 21st century. So you watch it on DVD as an adult past that, 18, 13. I really, I really like uh, Kat Dennings. I would really love to meet her in real life. So that's Kat Dennings mentioned again. Um... Great ending with that song. Very, also, very memorable. Also, do you know Bradley Cooper also born in Philadelphia? Yes. Bradley Cooper was also born in Philadelphia. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Cat uh, Jennings. Uh, and uh, Kevin Hart. All the, all of them did. Forget, all three. Will Smith. And of course, of course, and also Will Smith. And Seth, uh, Green. and Seth Green. Seth, no. Seth Green's Canadian. No, no. Actually, he was actually... Seth Green is actually born in Philadelphia. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me check real quick. I gotta... 
Seth Green. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I just click on click on Seth Green real quick on the main cast list of it says Seth Green, born in April of 1982 in Vancouver, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. He was actually born in Canada in 82. Uh, in Canada, the country right above the uh, United States. Uh, he, the other actors you all mentioned were all also Philadelphia, but he's... I thought, I thought, I thought there was a, could be other Seth Green. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe that's another Seth Green that, no, that isn't as famous, but the Seth Rogen, Rogen that we're all talking about was actually really Canadian, born I in Canada. Seth Rogen, I said, I said, who's also born, who's also born in Philadelphia, I know about the, the Seth Green. Oh, Seth Green, I'm sorry, I misheard. Then you're right, yes, yeah, Seth Green, who plays Dr. Evil's son in the Austin Powers movies. I'm sorry, I misheard. You're right. And the creator of Robot Chicken. Yes, he does the Robot Chicken for that show stuff. And the Robot Chicken and a bunch of movies, including mainly what I know him from as the son is son of Dr. Evil in the um, Austin Powers movies, was also, yes, Seth Green for sure. And sorry, Buffy, I misheard the Seth Green. And also in Buffy. Buffy, Buffy the Vampire. Yes, also... Yes, also good in Buffy, um, among that things. Um, what else did I want to say? Um, the movie, okay. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, you're right, I'm sorry, I misheard which Seth you were talking about. So I had to re, re, re hear. Okay, I got you. But I'll, I'll back to the book before I forgot what you said about the Philadelphians. Okay, we know how, um, do you know how Elizabeth Banks is in this movie? And then, um, uh, Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper is born in Philadelphia. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks, Bradley Cooper, and Paul Rudd, all three of them start together in that wet, hot summer stuff. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, the three of them were all in that together. Another connection. You know, also about, like, uh, I remember it was also in the... That's what I was saying. I was saying since you mentioned since you mentioned Bradley Cooper and since um, uh, Elizabeth Banks is in this, and you mentioned that Bradley Cooper's from Philadelphia, I wanted to connect Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth Banks, and Paul Rudd, all three of them being in the uh, Wet Hot American Summer type indie type thing. Yeah. Almost like uh, as a Wet Hot American Summer, it's like you're looking back, you know about the R-rated movie that takes place at summer camp. Yeah, like, it's based off like a summer camp. Yeah. Meatballs with the, with the Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Oh, 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 one thing with Bill Murray. Oh, what was... What was... Which one was in with Bill Murray? The meatball. Oh, yeah, the meatball thing from early 80s, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all right, so what are some of your uh, concluding thoughts and opinions about this whole 40-year-old version type movie from 2005? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's the best watch well, no, no, in the same summer, in the same summer, they also had Wedding Crashers. Yeah, I think I, I definitely, I agree, I definitely liked the 40-year-old version way more than Wedding Crashers. For me, I made this uh, podcast last year or so called... My parents, like, uh, my parents love 40 Crashers, but yeah. me, I like, I like a... Oh, yeah, the best one, no, I no, I agree. I agree. I I think I like the forty old virgin more so as well, and that's okay for your parents. To like the other one is uh, more it are different opinions about different things. Um, for me again, I had an episode last year I did called within the first fifteen minutes of movie when I closed or ended it. For me, I stopped wedding wedding crashers after the first fifteen minutes because then it turns into a totally different story than when it's once it's past the fifteen minute mark. So catch that out. Catch that episode if you've never seen it. It's called when I stop movies after the first. 15 minute mark of a thing um so yeah definitely enjoyable Def we definitely like that the most from the summer of 2005 and i liked you made that observation how you should that they, they should try to have some more r-rated movies come out that are comedy r-rated comedies to come out in the future for us to see um i like bad boys bad boys 3 bad boys for life in january 2020 that was the start of getting some comedy action back with that now they just got to get some more comedy r-rated movies back out there too you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to see a theatrical American Pie Five after American Reuni Reunion, but we'll see whether or not that happens. But yeah, um, now I'm about to ask you the grade rating, but before you do, I just want to say 
at least for me, I know you enjoyed it a lot, but I don't know how much exactly that I know we gave Top Gun 2 an, uh, an A rating, which a lot of people were, or I would like to say four out of four stars as well. But if you had to grade or rate the 40-year-old virgin, what grade rating would you give the 40-year-old virgin? Uh, uh, as a B rate, rate yeah. B rate is a good. Uh... Yeah, I, I would go with B also. I don't think it's top A level, but I would say it's not it's not bad or it's not too average. It's a little bit above average, but not quite A. So I would also say um, letter grade of B of B yeah. as well, a B or a a B or a three out of four stars. Okay. Yeah, yeah, four stars. Uh, I, I think it's a three. I mean, a three yeah, that's what I'm saying. A letter grade, yeah, a letter grade, a letter grade of a B, a letter grade of a B, as in boy or 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 Brooklyn or um or but uh, or a three or a three out of four stars. Yeah. Oh, three! Oh, you're gonna give it a oh the three and a half. All right, all right, a three and a half out of four, even better. Yeah, sure. Final thoughts. Is character driven, sincere, and insightful, and will have the audiences re examine their, their own hang ups with a smile. The film also introduced the world to a new leading man of laughter, Steve Carell. Yeah, I like, the, I like the way you closed that out on. Say those few lines again, how the movie was? Uh, oh, character, yeah. I like the character-driven character moments, for sure. Heartwarming, but with all the different character moments, and they all had really unique, improvised-type dialogue slash impro improvisation. Really, really neat stuff. Wow, yeah. that's great. All right, um, before we close out, and let me let me do the full closeout before you leave, I want to know, um, we don't have an exact mo uh, month, day, or month or day plan for this, but since we got to finally do Top Gun 2 Maverick discussion and 40-year-old version back-to-back, -back, at some point, when it fits both our schedules, we are going to talk about our discussed thoughts and opinions with each other about the 25th official James Bond installment, Bond 25, No Time to Die, at some point, in the ne near future so look out for that that's the next one we'll be doing together and oh by the way real quick do you know they moved the release date of creed 3 they moved the release date of creed 3 from november to the spring of 2023 so unfortunately creed 3 will not be coming out this november yeah, even, uh, also Creed Sylvester Stallone will not be in this third movie. It's going to be directed by Michael B. Jordan, directed and starring by Michael B. Jordan, directing um, Stallone not in this, and they moved the release also, date. Uh, not, not news about Rocky News. About, yeah. Uh, another spin-off. They're planning to make another spin-off. This time focusing on Drago. I read I read and watched recently online about that that Stallone that doesn't make Stallone happy. Actually, Stallone is very against the thing you just mentioned about that. So we'll see what happens with Stallone being upset about the Drago thing. It's like exploitive, and it's also about that Russian boxer that we're we're criticized against the Russians in Ukraine. Oh, whatever that's about that you just described, Stallone was not happy about. So we'll see what happens with Stallone not being happy about that part of the news you just said right there. But yeah, um, catch us in hopefully in the near future when our schedule's fit for a discussion of No Time to Die. And we, I hope you enjoyed our full, full thoughts and opinions and details about how we thought of the 40-year-old version from 2005. Everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is friend and co-host Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC signing out. Right.